Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet recording from under the polar ice caps on Mars. Because we got... They'll never know we were here. Yeah, because we'll end up dying at the very end. (laughs) Getting turned into weird cubes. Before we Don't worry, before we die, we're going to pile... We're going to make a big pile of rocks that just says, Murica. It's the noobs and the Whovian. My name's Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're the noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And and two two sons sons who haven't. Except for when we don't, because sometimes we don't. But this week we did. Welcome to episode 155, covering series 10, episode 9, The Empress of Mars. This is the one where the Doctor, Bill, and a group of soldiers find an army of upright crocodiles and lose, I think. And I guess all the soldiers either died or ended up stranded on Mars or something. Something. <laughs> something. It's fuzzy. It, it, it was fuzzy entirely. Towards the end. Guys, know, this is uh, story number 273, originally airing June 10th, 2017, to 5.02 million viewers. Back above 5 million. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. After one week below. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was written by Mark Gaddis because, of course, it was. Yeah. We've got <laughs> yeah. monsters and stuff. Um, and directed by Wayne Yip. We mentioned him, uh, it was either like last week or a couple of weeks ago. He, he did like these couple of episodes, like two or three oh, episodes, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. That's all he's done. Under uh, miscellaneous trivia, this, this fascinated me, okay? This is the sixth time that we have seen the Ice Warriors. So we've seen them once in New Who, and then so presumably four times in Classic Who. It is also the third. Now this is all this is all Doctor Who TV. This doesn't count the comics and the books and all that kind of stuff. This is the third story set on Mars. I feel like okay. we would spend more time on Mars. You would think, it. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but this is the first time that we've ever done an episode with the Ice Warriors on Mars. What? Their home planet. How is that not the first episode that they I, were in? Br- yeah. Right? What other adventures have they had on Mars? Uh, well, the waters of Mars. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't yeah, know. I've heard about that one. I don't. I don't know what the other one was. But huh. that blows my mind. That means that every time we've encountered the Ice Warriors, we've just they've been these they're from Mars. Or do we not even know that they? Were probably from the Doctor is you know familiar, or or it comes uh, about in the first time we meet them, or or something like that. But that's just amazing to me. And 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 now I'm going, wait a minute. Okay. How many times are we going to have the last of his species crash land on Mars or whatever? Because when we did the last Ice Warrior episode with uh, the, the, the nuclear submarine and everything, that was one where he was like crash landed and got frozen. So he was literally an Ice Warrior. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, you know, how often are we going to do this? Because at that yeah. point, we discovered that Mars was dead and... There were no ice warriors to respond, presumably because in this episode, they flew off to Alpha Centauri, which we'll get back to later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I don't know that that's that blows my mind that this is the first time. And to my and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we haven't seen them since. There's this. This is the last ice warrior story that has aired. Not that we'll never see them yeah. ever again, um, but that that just is amazing. And I'm wondering, I did a little bit of looking, but I'm, I'm presuming that Jared is going to uh, fill in the gaps for us here, that the whole Alpha Centauri bit, I think either the first time we, we meet the Ice Warriors or maybe it's, it's just one of the classic Who stories featuring the Ice Warriors, they are with Alpha Centauri 
the little uh, squid looking eyeball dude that we saw at the end. So that's why that was that, like a that was so weird for anybody major, who doesn't know. Right. <laughs> that was a weird moment. Yeah. Was its name Alpha Centauri? I he just so. said, I was welcome so to the universe from Alpha Centauri. And then that was all we got from it. Yeah, I wasn't clear. The, Alpha Centauri is listed as one of the characters in this episode on, on the Wikia. So the I, funny thing is, I don't think there's even any planets around Alpha Centauri. So I don't know why um, there's I think so. aliens. I think, I think we found planets around is it. there? I think we found planets. They just live Alpha on... <laughs> what we're finding out is there's there's planets flipping everywhere. Like we used to think that they were fairly rare, yeah. and now it's like, no, nah, man, they're just littered about all over the galaxy, all over the dang universe. So, um, well, guys, the uh, the cast we had to talk about Neville Ketchlove, uh, Bodie McBoatface over there, <laughs> who's by the way Neville Ketchlove, played by Ferdinand Kingsley. Wow, oh, jeez, oh, well. Why didn't they just go with that? It's <laughs> but you already got a ridiculous name. So when I was about your age, we were watching. What were we watching? It was either like, it was either Hee Haw or 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 um, Andy Griffith or or something like that. That was kind of like country based. And there was at the end, it it said something along the lines of Mary Sue, played by. Bobby Jane or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother goes, I mean, why do they even bother giving her a different name? Like, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Neville Ketchlove played by Ferdinand Kingsley. Like, okay. Oh, wow. Well. Um, Brit- uh, what was it? Uh, sc- why can't I think of the actual thing? It's not Bodie McBoatface. Scottish McStereotype. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> not Bodie McBoatface. That's even more on the nose. Anyways, that guy and his... Uh, uh, ridiculously British name. He played alongside Jenna Coleman in the series Victoria, where she played Queen Victoria. Oh, wow. Who you'll remember featured in this episode only passingly because we saw what Corbin said. Well, is that a photograph? And I was like, I, it sure looked like a photograph. Um, uh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was going to say, and presumably she was around long before photography, but was she? When does this episode take place? Like, like the 1840s? 18, I th- okay, there definitely was wasn't color. Yeah, yeah I think there was photos, color. but not There color. definitely wasn't color photography. Maybe Anyways, they painted over Now, just fun fact about that one, um, that, that photorealistic painting of Queen Victoria was of the actress who played Qu- Queen Victoria in Tooth and Claw, where we, we saw the founding of Torchwood and all that kind of stuff. So it was really interesting that, um, and if I remember correctly, Victoria was on the air at this time. I think she oh. she had like uh, Jenna Coleman was certainly filming it if it hadn't actually released yet. And so she's playing Queen Victoria and a guy who played alongside her in that show was in this episode with a different Queen Victoria. Corbin, what do you got about Alpha Centauri and planets? Anything? There's something orbiting it. <laughs> That's all it said. It said... In quotation marks, there's something orbiting it, but I guess we haven't confirmed if it's a planet or not. Okay. Or just a rock. Could be <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> Guys, News in the Hooving is brought to you by Google Fi. If you are in uh, need of a, a new cell phone service or a cheaper cell phone service, we got one for you, man. Google Fi can start you up for $20 uh, per month, get you unlimited talk and text, and then just $10 per gig of data after that. They also have an unlimited plan 
for, uh, I think it's like 60 or $65 for one line with unlimited talk, text, and data. Uh, for $15 per line, you can add on as many additional lines as you want. If you're doing the unlimited plan, you can um, e each one that you add on gets cheaper. So I know for four lines, unlimited talk, text, and data, it's uh, 120 bucks. Can't beat that. Cannot beat it. They've also got some good deals on phones. So head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi. You'll not only uh, get connected with a great cell phone service, but you'll throw a little love our way, as well as getting $20 off of your first month. So I mean, it's like a win, 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 win. That's quite a lot of winning. Yeah. That's all we do is win, win, win. Okay. No, no matter, matter what, 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 what. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was just pausing to let it all sink in with you there. Hey, that brings us down to the checklist. Name of the episode, Spoken in Dialogue. Uh, yeah. I feel like Shirley. I, I, you know what? I think, okay. I remember that. There was a weird phrasing at the towards the end where she was referred to as the Queen Empress of Mars. And I was like, isn't, isn't Queen Empress? The Empress two different. Like things. saying President, Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, like an emperor yeah. is a little different than, I mean, a, an empress is a little different than a queen. And I, like they're not even the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, like, it's you can't pile those on top of each other. But anyway. They're like different no. governments, right? Like <laughs> It's all like, yeah. yeah. That's why I was saying like President, Prime Minister. Um, you know, it's, it, it's mixing up your... Uh, Mixing up your categories. Uh, the creature of the week, as we mentioned, were the Ice Warriors, which, uh, was it Bill referred to them as Space Vikings? And I was like, no, 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 we've already met the Space Vikings. Oh, yeah. They were mm -hmm. actual, or well, they're were they Vikings? They were like, they were like Space Thor, huh? They fought actual Vikings. They fought actual Vikings, but they posed as Thor. Oh, right, yeah. Remember the, 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 the one dude posed yeah. as like Thor, but with like a bionic eye thing <laughs> or whatever? Not a bionic eye. I just thought of that. Yeah. Which <laughs> he has a bionic. That's eye. That's right. According to the MCU. Um, yeah. What well, is a bionic eye though? It was like that. The, the little like uh, augmented reality glass over his eye or something like that. So uh, the, uh, the, I love the line. The British army is a match for some upright crocodiles. <laughs> Except they don't have the full British army, but whatever. Yeah. It was oh, like equal yeah. numbers. Actually, after all of the, Ice Warriors came out. I think they were uh, at the disadvantage in terms of The British of numbers. Army? Yeah, yeah, they were definitely outnumbered at that point, yeah. Uh, the the uh, crumple you up gun is flipping brutal. Oh, yeah. Just First of all, I, I, I noticed that not only does it crumple you up, um, like a like a misaligned spore drive, by the way, um, <laughs> it not only crumples you up, but also turns you into rubber. Yeah, uh, because like, you, you crumple up and then bounce. When yeah, you hit the ground. You, you hit but the it sounds ground, like you metal. And then you like roll around. It sounds like metal? It sounds like metal clanging whenever they would I hit I don't even remember that. Like, it would like bounce and sense. then like roll around for a second. Like, the rolling around bit almost makes sense, but the fact that they like hit the ground and they were obviously like styrofoam yeah. dolls that they had, you know, folded in on themselves or whatever. So, uh, Corbin, is this you? Yeah. I don't understand why they're called ice warriors. They're green. And when they were alive, Mars was not covered in ice. Well, it's not covered in ice now, but that's like the only notable feature on Mars. They're Why are they called ice the ice warriors? Because occasionally they get frozen in ice. You know, that's... <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, every time we've met them so far, they've been coming out of the ice in one way or the other. Um, that's a really good point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It feels Why like them they making the name to match 
the circumstances they're in now, but that doesn't make any sense because no, it doesn't make when they were at their height, Mars seems to be like this fully fledged, like life filled planet. Right. Not, you know, barren desert with ice caps, which I can only assume is why they're called that. But even that doesn't really make sense. It's not like the ice caps are a super important part of Mars. So I don't understand why they would be called that even like us naming them that. Yeah, like in classic Who, why do they even call yeah. them? That? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Jared can shed some light on that subject. And if he hasn't already covered it in his pre-recorded segment, hey Jared, why are they called Ice Warriors? What's up with that? Uh, so under Jiggery Pokery for the TARDIS this week, she launched herself. Nardole went in there and she just was like, "Later." Didn't explain why she did that. Yeah, I, mean, I was just getting rid done of it before, but that was just to get away from danger. There was no reason to think right. there was in danger. They never even <clears throat> said she got away because it was in danger. They this never is said like anything. this is like maybe the worst case of lazy writing an excuse for we can't just get in the TARDIS and run away. And then stupid Nardole lets Missy into the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. I mean, presumably because he couldn't get the TARDIS to cooperate and and get back to where he needed to go. But for that matter, why was Missy able to get the TARDIS to cooperate? Do they have like yeah? It seems like Missy a, a, would be a relationship, an understanding. <laughs> because I would think she's that it would flown be it before. Has she? No, I think so. Have we seen think that? So maybe only in like class. Wait, definitely not classic. Did uh did the master steal his TARDIS in the super far off future? I think he did. When uh. They were at the end of the universe, and the only people Which, left were pods with heads. I think he stole. Oh, the he stole the Doctor's TARDIS. TARDIS. I think so. Even still, though, that would make to me that would make the TARDIS less likely yeah. to allow the Master yeah. to pilot her uh, accurately. I, I don't. I didn't understand any of this except that it got Missy out of the vault. So I feel like this For whole no episode reason. was just a lot of uh, a lot of different lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sonic, why is there still no setting for wood? It's embarrassing. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he has literally said a couple of times, at least once, maybe twice, I need to come up with a setting for wood. And I'm like, so you have control over that? Why haven't you ever taken care of yeah, that? Doctor? Why, because there's been multiple times where you haven't been able to do something with because wood's involved. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of lazy Get writing. Oh, okay. Like, what makes wood so difficult? They haven't even bothered to explain. It's just, we need the doctor it's, to not be able to use his exactly, sonic. Exactly. So we're going to You can't have give someone wood. a magic wand that doesn't have at least some limitations. And for or some reason, if you do, later on, a different writer will come up with a limitation because the plot calls for it. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. That mm-hmm. is absolutely all it is. Uh, because we've seen that thing go from being, as Jared told us recently, you know, uh, when when the Sonic originally appeared, it literally just unscrewed screws without touching it by using sonic waves and then has morphed into, you know, it not only can it unlock things from, from a distance, but it's like, uh, it's essentially become a tricorder mm. since Eleven's time. Yeah. I don't I don't remember Tennant ever doing that, but Matt Smith was constantly pointing it at things, waving it around, and, and then opening it up at. and looking at it. Which it doesn't have a screen, so I've always wondered what is he pretending to look at because there's no screen there. Um, Thirteen, by the way, I'm 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 pre pre rewatching Thirteen right now, and um, uh, she does that a lot. She does this a bunch, 
I would say probably more than Capaldi because Capaldi spent what a season and a half without a Sonic, uh, without a Sonic screwdriver. He just had yeah. Sonic sunglasses. <laughs> Even just saying it now, I didn't. Uh, the Psychic Paper made a made a return appearance. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, I love. She says uh, it's from the Chief, and he says it is. Uh, yes, it is giving us authority to go anywhere we want. <laughs> I just love him playing around, like both being surprised and then yes, anding it and saying, oh, yes, yes, giving us authority to go anywhere that we want to go. Um, you know, OK, that brings up an interesting point. As I was reading that, I was like, wait, who's the chief? Who said this? I don't remember this part. Do you all remember this part? Do you all remember him flashing the uh, uh, psychic paper? Yeah. When was it, Corbin? At the very start. Yeah. Where were they? I don't know. At NASA for no flipping reason. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, because they wanted the reveal, uh, God save the queen or whatever. Yeah. But like, why were they there at all? And I mean, then all three of them just yeah. in this random NASA yeah. control center. All three of them. I and mean, then, like, that's the first time yeah. we, 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 that was the only thing that we saw the whole episode with the, um, uh, I just said the word psychic paper. Um, but again, it was one of these cold opens that was like, why are we here? What is happening? Yeah, NASA has nothing to do with it. And then it bookends with the doctor saying someone one day off in the far flung future is going to read this. And then they pull back and reveal, oh, they're, they're setting up the rocks. To, Which so I guess we already it, knew that. But what if, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's like one of those things where it like closes the loop where the doctor saw the thing that made him go there. And then he was part of that thing being created. So, oh, it's wibbly wobbly. But why? That kind of doesn't feel cool. like the intention anyways. Because they went to see it. And then they immediately hopped into the TARDIS and just went to some, like, random time or something. And they happened to be right. Like, was I missing something there? Wait. It kind of feels yeah, like... how did he know it, when to go back to? Yeah, they just went... No, he looked at, like, the date signature of the rock. Oh, did he read it? Something, I don't know. How does that work? Why were they in the know. NASA place in the first place? <clears throat> Wait. Were they expecting something under more the importantly, More importantly, what did he read off of the rocks? If you carbon date the rocks, that doesn't tell you when they were put into a pile. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. But he read it and went, oh, this is when it must have happened. Speaking of lazy writing. Anyways, um, other stuff we noticed. Uh, the first man on the moon is such a human-centric phrase. Nardole says it's embarrassing, really. I thought that was great. And then, and then the doctor said, not the first man on the moon. So I don't know. And then that, oh, no, I'm sorry. He said, not the first man on the moon. And then there was the whole conversation about it being very human-centric. So was he saying that Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, was he saying that uh, Neil Armstrong wasn't the first human man on the moon? Or that there were other men who were not humans who were on the moon long before Neil Armstrong. Uh, or, you, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When he said, not the first man on the moon. I kind That's of a very human-centric like phrase. Alien. So he was saying there were aliens there first? Yeah. Hmm. Wait, there was something we watched recently where they were like, oh, yeah, Neil Armstrong was an alien or something like that. Who was that? We were watching something? I think men so. Black. Maybe, maybe it was Men in Black. Men in Black said that? It's something. I don't know. Probably. I don't remember. Uh, we also noticed Our Man Friday. Um, I just wanted to point this out. I think, I think, why do I feel like we've talked about this before? 
Do y'all know where I'm going with this? Our Man Friday? No. No. I wrote it down and then I realized, oh, they actually just explained it in the episode. Um, but there was a there was a novel where a bunch of British, I don't know, explorers or maybe they were soldiers or something and they're off in, I don't know, deepest, darkest Africa or something and they meet a local guy and he comes on and kind of like serves as their guide and all this kind of stuff. And um, they named him, they named him Friday. And I forget, there's some story behind it where like the first time they met him, it was Friday and maybe there was some language confusion and he thought that was what they were calling him or so, I don't know. Oh. So it stuck. So they ended up calling him Friday. As, that was his name. And then over time they referred to him as our man Friday and there, and, and our man Friday, it was always used in the sense of like, well, how are we going to find our way through this jungle? Oh, don't worry. Our man Friday will find a way. And so it became a phrase, uh, particularly in British culture, our man Friday mm. is, you know what the American equivalent would be is Johnny on the spot, which I don't know where that saying comes from, but you know, you're Johnny on the spot, man. Like you're just there. You're, you, you got the answers, you know how to fix things, whatever. Um, our man Friday. So I thought that was fun. Is that what that whole interaction was about with that like, is what and then he whole... lost his eye and oh, he lost his eye too. That oh, was wait, what? the pirate bit. There was something. Or no, no, the, Vi- the Vikings. When she was talking about the Vikings in that one movie or whatever. Who else lost their Oh yeah, she was talking about Vikings in a movie where oh, yeah. someone lost their eye and then it's like Friday walks by and he's lost his eye or something. Oh, but that's that that's movie not really has good. nothing to do with I thought it that was book. the same thing. No, 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 no. This was, <laughs> I was going to be like, was that a, is way too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was a book. And then uh, eventually there were there were some movies. I think I think there was a movie called Our Man Friday. There was a movie called Our Girl Friday. Um, and, and over time, that phrase actually kind of became about a woman around the office that was really resourceful and could get things. Like, she's going to get crap done for you. Like, don't worry about it. Our Girl Friday is going to handle it. That was kind of the thing. Um, who's who? Who is Bill? Um, she's going to make allowance for his Victorian attitudes because, well, he is Victorian. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> it'd be like uh, the the equivalent there would be like, man, like why are you so puritanical? Because I'm a Puritan. Oh, all right. Well, oh, that is. <laughs> oh, well, uh, well, that explains sense. it. I never mind. I forgot when and where we were. Never mind. Uh, who is Nardol? Um, before you go getting all frowny, I don't remember. Oh, that. because Missy was in the TARDIS. I think that's oh, when yeah. that was. Oh, yeah. And he said to the doctor, now before you go getting all frowny, and I just thought that was a, a great line. Who frowned me these, these uh, what was it? Who frowned me this face? Who frowned me this face? Um, who is Missy? Um, I didn't write anything down here, but did you guys want to talk about anything with her or do you want to talk more about her in theories? In theory, Let's yeah. talk about her in theories. Right? Wait, but though, but, uh, the in scene uh-huh. it was really weird where she like walks up to the doctor and she's like are you okay or something like that yeah the very that was end, strange that was weird he was just kind of sitting there what? looking like he was constipated and then she walked up and it's like <laughs> are you okay and and, and then, then they stare said, at yeah, each other yeah of course but he are you really that? okay i think they just she, stared at each other yeah, and then, and then, then the, the credits rolled or whatever <laughs> she she yeah, said it twice for some reason i don't know well, when did they place the rocks was it after Missy was in the TARDIS or I don't even know when that happened. Yeah. I don't think that that was the end. I think them zooming back from the rocks and then they went over to the, to the bit with Missy. I don't even think Nardole was back yet when they, when they placed the rocks. Oh yeah. 
I think. Anyways, who is the doctor? Um, he hasn't seen the Terminator. He's a very busy man. But he did see Frozen. Which um, the connection he made had nothing to do with Frozen, but sure. Well, whatever. he said your, your kingdom will be frozen for all eternity, like Frozen or something like that. Because he said the word Frozen, oh, now he can relate it to him. No, a kingdom being covered in ice for all eternity. Oh, wow. Well, like it in is Frozen. like Frozen. Okay, it is like Frozen in that, but in that sense. it's such forced reference. Yeah. Uh, well, it was 2017. Wait, was so it? Was, it was even oh, closer yeah. to. I, I don't know when that movie. Sometimes. I don't know when that movie came out, but it was. We're, 2017 was much much closer I think to. The movie came out in like 2015. Though it could have. It quite but, I mean, that still ago. makes it somewhat. You know, somewhat. Time. Two years. Let it go was probably still the number one video on YouTube at yeah. the time. Um, he was once an honorary guard of the Tythonian Guard, which I realized after I wrote that down was a classic Who connection. So, Jared, take it away. Um, thinking like a warrior has always been his problem. There's the saw that coming. I do. <laughs> I really fizzled out there, but I'm just. <laughs> I am so confused that he somehow saw all that coming. What? That, 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 that she was going to respect that. his sacrifice and his oath mm-hmm. of loyalty and spare his life and all that. I kind of think that's a bit of a stretch. Shows and movies like this have a super idealized. Uh, look on honor for like yeah. people who are soldiers. Yeah. The, uh, well, not only that, but also like alien cultures yeah. and things. Yeah. If you're, oh, they're, they're, they're a, they're a warrior race and they believe in honor. So like they take that and turn it up to 11 for, yeah. for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it was so, it was, it was a bit of a leap. It really was. She's just like, you will die, but not today. Also, do you want to be my soldier now? And he Where was did that totally cool with that. Yeah, and he was like, yes, I will be your soldier for no real reason. I didn't get why he accepted. Uh, I mean, like, or die? not a war to fight. Or die. I feel like, especially in this, like, super honor-driven world that they live in as soldiers, it's like, I would rather die than join forces with you, well, they weren't enemies. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but like, he didn't see her as an enemy. And just I, there was a misunderstanding in his mind. So still, it's wow. yeah. It was it was yeah. Lazy writing again. Poorly written episode. Come on, Mark Gaddis, get with it, would you? <clears throat> this guy's brought us some good stuff, but this is not one of them. Uh, guys, News in the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, like they do, here's what you can do: get on, uh, get on over. Don't head over. Get on over. Get on up. Get up. Head on over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. You pledge $25 a month and I will sing James Brown to you and record it once a month. No. Done. No. Done. No, no one is doing Done deal. That. Yep. You got to pledge $25 a month and you got to stick with it for six months. And after six months, I will, I will email you the six back uh, James Brown songs, back catalog of James Brown songs that I've been recording. And then I'll send you a fresh one each month. $25 a month. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm not putting this on the Patreon. So this is only for people who didn't skip the Patreon ad this week and this Dang week only because I'm not going to ever say it again. So there. And if you're listening to this and it's like 2025, deal's off. Okay? <laughs> but before then, perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening now or two weeks from now when we release this or whenever it is, I don't know, it gets wibbly-wobbly. One week from now? I think it's one week. I think it's one week from now. 
currently. Who knows? Or is it? Uh, guys, can we talk about the plot holes? What now? The, there I didn't write this. What? Who is I this? wrote this because I figured. there were a ton of plot this holes. This week's segment, Just Corbin Has, has feelings. feelings. It's not Corbin Has Feelings. This is it's serious problems with the freaking plot of this episode. So, and this week's episode we of Corbin Has Serious Feelings About Serious Plot Hole Problems. We've all <laughs> of us already talked about all of this, but... Then why are we it hasn't, it? it hasn't come <laughs> up. Because we have an audience. It hasn't come up in the episode. Oh, we talked oh. about it at dinner. So, first of all, how did nobody know that these people were on Mars? I uh, don't... I don't see where this is a, an issue. How yeah. would anyone know that... that, that excuse me. On hang on. on let's, let's rephrase. They were on Mars for what? A couple of weeks? Yeah. yeah. They created a pile of rocks, and then they got the heck out of Dodge and went to Alpha Centauri. So, they were there for maybe a month how would anyone yeah, know that they're on mars be because they assembled an entire battalion with like two rather high ranking officers were they high ranking well there was a colonel well, and there then was someone one that got almost yeah, killed for a deserting doesn't. so nobody cares about him he's not high ranking we'll talk about and that and then there's the second. other dude right. who's like is super annoying so nobody cares about that dude either the but colonel just, was the highest ranked guy there yeah um, colonels are not rare. Not rare. Not, Not rare. rare. But even still, I feel like just a bunch of soldiers, apparently, Spocked without telling off. anyone, like without telling the British army at all, just went to Mars. And then they, they died on Mars, I guess. We already talked fuzzy. about this a little. But it's like, what even happened to that okay. battalion? So I have, a, I have a question for you. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Okay. Let's say, let's say, let's say that the whole battalion was not being secretive about this at all. Uh-huh. And they told all their buddies about it. Who's going to believe them? I don't know. But I feel why do like. You, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is, why do you think that anybody's because some people care. left Earth in like 1848 or whenever it was supposed to be and ended up on Mars that any human being should know that there are people on Mars. I, don't, I feel I'm, like I'm not following. these people would have reported it to their higher-ups and it would have gone up the chain and there and would have been like... nobody would have cared. That's my point. They would have just gotten in trouble for okay. desertion. So you're, you're, you're a four-star general and you get a report landing on your desk that says, Colonel, uh, what's his face? Who got hanged. Has reported that he and his battalion are headed to Mars. Keep in mind, this is before, what, airplanes? <laughs> Maybe. No, there were probably airplanes. But definitely before rockets. Definitely before space travel What's was anything more idea? than ridiculous science fiction. Why would anybody take it, seriously. take it seriously at all? I guess. And if they did, what would they do with that? All right, so let's say you're the four-star general and you get this report, and you go, by Jove, they've cracked it. They know how to get to Mars. Now what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that information? Share it to the entire world and expect everybody to memorize. Well, I would certainly confirm it first. How? How, yeah. They have the ship. It exists. You can see that this technology... No, they haven't. They've already up and left. They're not getting confirmation to go. Corbin's saying before they left, if the information got to the general. I am assuming that as officials in the military they would consult someone before gathering up a bunch of troops and flying off to mars if that was true then this episode couldn't happen 
yeah, I guess, maybe, but then why are they on Mars but, at all? But, okay, so what, all right, hang on. What, what's your core problem that in 2017, NASA didn't know that there were already Brits on Mars? I, Is that what you're saying? I guess I can see how this, like, you know, fell out of the history books. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. It's weird. That, like, <laughs> if, if they really did make it and people knew about it, I don't think that would just. But there's fall no two way communication. There's no, yeah, there's no way. There's no, there was not a telescope powerful enough to see them underground. Yeah, I guess. But I'm like... still just assuming that they probably would have, you know, tried to at least confirm that this is an okay mission to go on. Happened. Apparently they didn't, and they just flew off to Mars. No, they were they were they were privateering, man. They were off to find their their riches. And this is uh, this is, jeez, oh, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of my technological history here. This would have probably been before radio. So, so any kind of form no of communication way. would have been very slow moving. Yeah. So, and I don't remember where they, where were they? Yeah, they didn't when they, really when they say. met up with the ship, when they, mm-hmm. like, when they found Friday and all that. Like, they weren't, they weren't even in the UK, right? Who knows? Anyways. They were, they, they were off in the middle of a battle and they just left. I don't know that they were in a war at the time. I didn't get that impression. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, what about the rocks, Corbin? Uh, well, Two problems. More plot holes. The fact that the rocks were under ice after only 150 years. Yeah, what? And keep in mind, there hasn't been running water on Mars for probably several centuries. So So there's no way it would have frozen over in that time. And it's not like... So the, the basic problem is they piled up a bunch of rocks in the 1840s. And in 2017... We had to use special technology that could see beneath the ice cap. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand. So I didn't follow that at all. Somehow the underneath ice. Underneath the ice cap. Duh. Somehow <laughs> the ice got under or the ice was on top of the rocks. Right. We saw them placing them. They clearly weren't under ice placing those rocks. That's right. not what yeah. happened. Right. They so dug under the ice just to place them under the ice. Somehow there's ice on them. And then like dad pointed out, when they were in those cave systems, the doctor said, there's ice right above us. Yeah. But then somehow they made it somewhere where there, was. there wasn't any ice. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what was going on there. <laughs> I also love, that laser looks like it was shooting about a foot into the wall. Yes. How oh, close yeah. to the ice were they? <laughs> they, were making, they were making it seem like that thing was, was just this devastating weapon. And it looked like it did about as much damage as like if you threw a sledgehammer real hard at it at, yeah. the, at the rock wall. It would kill the snake dudes. It would probably do that, but apparently it was they were close enough to the ice above them that one shot. Yeah, it was going to bring everything. They have to prime down that thing every time they use it. Like, <laughs> right, right. It takes like two minutes. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Uh, did Did you want to Did you want to address these other two as well? Yes. Okay. Because. <laughs> I was fuming about yes, this course. third one. Welcome to an extended session of Corbin this, is fuming. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Why did the why did the mutineer or traitor or why did the what did what they call mutineer? He wasn't deserter. 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 
Why did he keep his colonel rank? They tried to hang him. They failed. And yeah. they said, oh. give him back his rank. Reinstate him and let him go to Mars. Uh, Why did <laughs> he let him go to Mars? <laughs> Why did he get his For all rank? I care. Yeah, yeah. When in history have you ever heard someone like, you know, they're tried, put to death, that fails, and then it's like the crime is forget forgotten. Forgetting. 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 Forgiven, forgotten, forgetting. Yeah. Duh. It's they just forget about the crime and then he goes back to I mean, having his full. Go back rank. to your thing. I mean like you didn't die, so like I guess you can just like go back. Yeah. Yeah, just, I've I've there's this uh there was this urban myth for a while that like if you if they tried to uh, electrocute you in the in the electric chair and you survive, that they they have to let you go free because the sentence has been carried out or whatever. And it turns out that's entirely, you know, baseless because the sentence is never one round in the electric chair, boys. It's you know, like they the they used to literally say you shall be hanged from the neck until dead. You know that used to be the sentence. Um, you know, you you are sentenced to die by. Uh, uh, electrocution. You're sentenced to die by lethal injection. You're not sentenced to one round in the chair or five minutes in the noose. If you can make it out, then you get to keep your rank. It's yeah. I don't, not only did they like, if, if, if they didn't manage to kill him, they would have strung him up again. They would not have been yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, I guess, uh, guess, I guess all is forgiven that. at this point. And I mean, even if for some reason Except they didn't shoot him, yeah, something. But even if even they, if they let him go, right? They yeah. would. He would be demoted or, you know, kicked, kicked out? out of the army entirely. He wouldn't be reinstated as a colonel. Here you go, man. And Just even if he wasn't a colonel to begin with, he was like a higher rank. They wouldn't demote him. He would be out of the army. Yeah. Or, most realistically, Indeed. they would hang him again until he died. <laughs> yeah, like immediately, right then and there, they would have been like, "Get another rope. Here we go. Let's try again." Just and. Finally, how did Victorian-era humans help Friday fix his ship? That part, that blows, part just blows my mind. We wouldn't be able to do that. And We've been to could, space. And then they couldn't the second time? I haven't. But why like, didn't you take me? Yeah, why? We have <laughs> been to space. We have technology that has flown outside of our solar system. We wouldn't be able to help them fix that ship. But for some reason, Victorian-era people and are... And if they could help them the first time, why not the second time? What? Yeah, they were able to fix it enough to get yeah, off of Earth, that, but not enough once it had crashed onto Mars. I mean, I guess, granted, two crash landings <laughs> well, might have been one too might many. Have been a bit much. <laughs> it might have been two too many, in fact, as it turns out. Well, guys, that brings us down to our classic Who connections. Let's check out what Jared has to tell us this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the Empress of Mars. Getting right to it, the fourth Doctor... Uh, encountered the Tythonians. I think that's, uh, if I remember, that's how they're pronounced, but Tythonians in the serial, the creature from the pit. Uh, you might recall that he mentioned that he is a, uh, honorary guardian of that Tythonian hive. So, uh, that's where he met the Tythonians. Uh, that, that was, again, that was back with the fourth doctor. Uh, but the rest of them, we're going to be talking about the third doctor, so within the Hooniverse, uh, the Brit Brits also sent an expedition, uh, um, exploratory expedition to Mars in around 1970 in the serial The Ambassadors of Death. 
And that's, as I said, that's with the third doctor. And this also sets up the third doctor serial. Uh, they, I don't know if they just, they wanted to use the ice warriors and they're like, Oh, this would be a good opportunity to set up, uh, the third doctor serial, the, the curse of Peladin, uh, or, or Paladin. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched that one and, uh, and, and heard it pronounced, but, um, so in in that the ice warriors are on Paladin, and uh, they're they're you know this serial finally exp- or this episode finally explains why they're on that planet in the first place in in that serial the curse of the Paladin. Uh, so be, you'll you'll recall I mean the whole ending the twelfth Doctor introduces the ice warriors to Alpha Centauri. And Alpha Centauri is on Paladin, and you know they're wanting to become part of the Galactic Federation uh, in that serial. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of cool that you know they, they had this in mind at least for the the whole ending of this of this serial. I, I have to think that that was a, a Stephen Moffat thing, but I don't know for sure. Uh, maybe uh, I think it was written by Mark Gaddis, so maybe that was. His, uh, his doing. I mean, he seems to know uh, Classic Who himself. But anyway, um, so that's that's it. That's all I've got for the Classic Who connections on this one. Uh, cool one. You know, pretty cool connections there to explain uh, a, a whole central point of a classic serial clear back into uh, the 1970s. But uh, I, I don't know. I liked this one. I didn't love it. Uh, I liked kind of where it started. I didn't really love where it went necessarily. Uh, and just personal preference, not saying that they did a bad job with it. But um, I, I liked, I enjoyed the Victorian soldiers uh, being, you know, somehow getting up to Mars from Victorian times and then claiming Mars in the name of the British Empire. I thought that was kind of funny and, uh, you know, a central point to it. Uh, and and I uh, um, and enjoyed seeing the Ice Warriors because I I think they're cool and it's it's kind of an interesting character to me that where they're um, I mean they're not good people they're they're you know kind of but but it's but they are kind of good people it's it's one of these like they're it's not clear very clear black and white uh, where they fall and so I. I I enjoyed, or at least in my opinion, so I, I enjoy seeing them, and I, I, I enjoyed uh, the the connection there for this one. So, so I'm gonna end up with all that to say, I'm gonna end up with 7.5 out of 10 Victorian soldiers, and the creep levels. I don't remember really being creeped out at all, but uh, I'm sure there's something there I'm not remembering that uh, you guys have already talked about. So I'm just gonna you know throw a dart at the board and give it 50 creep levels. That's it for me. So. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. Thanks, Jared. Uh, that brings us down to our overall impressions. We do this out of a score of 10 thingamabobs from the episode of our choosing. Thingamabobs? Yeah. Corbin! Okay. What do you think? Uh, We've already pointed out just so many plot holes and lazy writing and so much stuff. I really didn't like this episode very much. Again, it just it felt lazy, you know? Felt yeah. like they were cutting corners just so that they could get the end results they wanted. Without Which I don't even know what that was, other than Missy's out. 
Uh, Missy's out, yeah. but also like, you know, the conflict with the colonel, who Which shouldn't be here <laughs> because yeah, they tried to hang him. Yeah. So just stuff like that is. This episode was just not good. I also, even just aside from all the plot holes, I didn't like the plot. I just thought it was kind of dumb. Why? Yeah. What was going on with the queen where she was like laying there in a tomb and then you pull open one of the things like this is a Victoria. Movie. Oh. Uh, no. No, I meant the Empress of yeah, Mars. You, you just pop off oh, wait, one of those yeah. Why totally was she in the thing? Gems. Pop off one of those gems and then she just what? raises from the wait, dead. Wait, why, why was she in the thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. She wasn't dead or nothing. She was they, like hibernating. Why was she hibernating? referring to being resurrected and yeah. sleeping too long. And why were we doing any of this to begin with? They didn't bother to explain anything about... I think there might be some classic Who stuff we're missing there. Maybe. But well, that's that's an awful excuse for having a bad <laughs> plot. Oh, just be what? caught up with all of the other material, and then you'll know. Well, right, yeah. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. you're out of luck, and you're not going to really understand this. Yeah, the doctor sure. definitely could have had an explaining part. I don't... I almost feel like there isn't an explanation. Even if you go back to classic Who, there's not going to be a definitive reason why she was, for some reason, uh, you know, hibernating or whatever, and also yeah. for why she intentionally sent Friday to Earth to at some point be resurrected and then be brought back to resurrect her. Yeah, I don't know why they got put, like, in hibernation or whatever at all. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's some, like, crazy elaborate scheme that feels like, why did any of this happen yeah, in the yeah. first place? Wait a minute. When did Friday crash? They. I don't know. They said he was hibernating for, like, thousands of years or and whatever. But So he crashed, like... Thousands of years ago, and nobody saw it. So what, they woke. Yeah, they woke him up, or I see. I just don't even remember. How did they wake him up? That I don't know. Look at all this foreign technology. <clears throat> boop, boop, boop. Oh, aliens coming out of a sleep pod now. I don't know what I just did. Except so what's your score? Be the friendly. I'm gonna I'm say five out of ten. Not space Vikings. <laughs> not space Vikings. <laughs> um. Obviously, I didn't care for this one. Um. We've already talked about it. I'm going to give it four yeah. out of ten gargantuas, which I just realized was the name of the black hole in Interstellar. Oh, so yeah. now that makes me sad because that's a great movie. Um, and this is terrible. And should have nothing to do at all, <laughs> nothing in common at all with this episode. With crappy upright crocodiles. <clears throat> yeah. Trip, what about you? Um, I'm going to go six out of ten, of course, upright crocodiles. That's, that was my favorite part that's- about this entire Thing. It was the best line. That was a great line. <laughs> that, was, that was a, a good line. Uh, creep level. Was, were, were the um, were the Ice Warriors creepy at all? No. Not really. really. Was the Empress creepy at all? I no. mean, her She's hair cool was kind of weird. Yeah, I loved her like... And her teeth. I don't know, glowy like, alien dreads. Whatever that yeah, was. Those were strange. Ten- tentacle dreads or something. I just thought it was kind of creepy when the dude was like taking the things off and like the sand just fell away and she like kind of sat up and like... I don't remember what happened, but I feel like she grabbed him or something. And killed him. Or, oh, no. She that just shot him, right? Creepy. I don't oh. know. And that, that was weird as well when they, like, shot the dudes and they're like, boingy, boingy. We clearly stuff. can't remember oh, yeah. this episode <laughs> whatsoever. It just wasn't <laughs> that good. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it um, I'm gonna give it 50 out of 500 yeah, creep levels. I agree. Just you agree? 50. Corbin? Sure. 50. I, th- I think it's like funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. The last time we saw them, they did try and be creepy. Because there's, like, this... 
weird oh, creature yeah. without the suit just <laughs> running around the entire ship. And it still wasn't <laughs> creepy then. Yeah, it wasn't that creepy then. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Professional podcast. You okay over there, Dad? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Corbin, did you give us your score? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 50 as well. Because they, well, they, yeah. they, they didn't really, they didn't <laughs> really even try. <laughs> Maybe like body horror with <laughs> being folded into a cube. That was pretty rough. That was, <laughs> that it, was it, More weird. what it did was give me flashbacks of Star Trek Discovery. That is wow. really what that did. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us down to our theories. Uh, first of all, when does Missy get out? Uh, now. It happened. <laughs> yeah, now. Well, I mean, she might get put back in. So, we don't know. so Corbin said uh, the episode before World Enough in Time, which is the, the, the uh, second to last episode. So Corbin said which? right before the two-parter. Mm-hmm. Is that even... Was that correct? No. Nope. Next no episode one. is The Eaters of Light, which is the, the one right before World Enough in Time. Trip said in World Enough Time. Yeah. Uh, World Enough in Time. And Jared said vaguely towards the end of the series. I don't so remember if he nailed it I guess he was the closest, but. <laughs> by, sure, by being vague. Grammatically. Um, yeah. um, and again, I couldn't remember. So uh, as soon as Nardole went back, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, oh, this, yeah, this that, is what's going to go down. Uh, but even then, I didn't. I didn't really remember. But I am glad that she's out. Um, I, I want all the Missy that I can get. So excited for that. How does Bill leave? Uh, Trip says she dies by sacrificing herself to save the universe. Corbin says Missy kills her, and Jared said Missy uses her as a pawn to escape, and that will drive Bill to quit the TARDIS, which is so, actually makes quite a bit of sense. But okay. Is- but Probably it's not objectively the case. wrong. Oh wow! <laughs> um, okay, because I'm right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So but it's yeah, not correct. So do you guys want to change anything? No, uh, I'm any forever right. Okay, you were d- definitely wrong about it being in the last episode because she is now out. No one cares about the Missy part, but the oh Bill wow, le- but the Bill leaving that when was- Bill leaves, that's the important one. No one cares about the part I was wrong about. That's right. Well, you were wrong about it as well. So, um, is Missy turning good? So, uh, Trip said she'll change a bit, but not really. Corbin Which, said no, not at all. She's, she's not kind changing of changing at a wish, like. but I don't think she's going. So, to. so based off of this episode, do you guys uh, want to? change what your your statements are i think oh, it'll like there. it'll st- like she will look like she's going to be good and then she'll just totally dip and like if she leave. was good she would have just told nardole how to pilot the tardis instead of well only if you let me out so i can then escape or something i mean she still has a couple episodes left to change i just but... i don't think she's going to because i feel like the writers aren't going to get rid of this enemy yet. Even though I wish... I think it would be a good thing if Missy was It would a good be good guy. for the series, yes. But, but I don't think the writers are going to do that. So She's too good of a villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, definitely my, um, my favorite version of the Master that we've seen so far. Now, obviously, we've got, <laughs> we've got several more to go um, looking at... Um, the master plan and everything. Yeah. Um, but of the ones that, uh, that, um, that we've encountered so far, ugh, man, Missy's just, ah, she's amazing. I love her. The most master a master can be. <laughs> I also loved, 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 loved the, the like double blind twist 
that we knew her name that whole time and it didn't matter. Oh. It didn't matter that we yeah. called her Missy because really Missy was short for mistress, which is the master. I mean, that is brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. I loved that part. I love everything about this arc. Easy for me to say. This incarnation of the master. Love it. And she hasn't eaten anybody so far that we've seen. So. She did throw a wee girl into a volcano, but that might have been <laughs> not the master. I mean, the, the not Missy. Missy. There may have been another one. Hey, guys. Um, so <laughs> next week we are covering... Uh, Covering 10, episode 10. The season word season 10. or series is missing there. Covering series 10, episode 10, The Eaters of Life. Bef- no. Life of life. <laughs> next week, Austin will be recovering from his stroke. Um, next week, we're covering series 10, episode 10, The Eaters of Light. Before we head into the two-part season finale. So you I'm guys, pumped. you're pumped? Well, not that he's leaving, but that it's a season finale. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta be pumped about a season finale. Um, and just looking looking long term, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wiggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wiggle <laughs> it just a little. No, stop bit. it! No, <laughs> no, I will not. Um, so we've got the two part series, uh, season series finale, World Enough and Time, and the Doctor Falls. Followed by Twice Upon a Time, which is uh, the Christmas special. And then we were set to do a timey-wimey. We were looking at uh, possibly doing uh, frequently asked questions about time travel. Um, And then we would move into series 11 with the 13th Doctor, the woman who fell to Earth. But I am... we're, we're, We're trying to work things out so that when series 13 comes out, we can sort of do it live not live live, but like week by week. And the problem is the BBC is just silent. And, and it always seems to go like this. Um, Marvel has told us everything they're, they're doing um, for, the for like the next time. 17 years or something. Yeah. Um, like we, like I know that the release date for one of their movies is like June 3rd, 2026 or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. And yet the BBC is like, I don't know. Autumn. You know what? Autumn or winter. They literally said, they literally said series 13 will premiere late 2021. They didn't even say autumn or, or fall, autumn or fall. It will happen at one point. They said this year, late 2021. It is currently for the record, May of 2021. (laughs) Like give it. We're almost into Uh, the back half of the year. Yeah. So it already is uh, yes, late. Yes. In like a few weeks, it will technically be late 2021. Suddenly they from a broad the season, view, like right now. So at any rate, we're we're gonna maybe hold off on the timey wimeys. Now this is all subject to change at the minute that they announce the date, because as soon as they announce the date, we will adjust our schedule. Um, but we may have to drop the timey wimeys and even the master plan to squeeze in and make sure that we catch up in time. Um, and literally I'm considering what if we have to like double up on some episodes, which I really don't want to do because I feel like we would be giving Jody kind of short shrift on that. Um, and she's already doing that because she's only get 10, 10 episodes per season. Um, so, and not even that for season 13, season 13 is going to be eight because of COVID. Thanks COVID. Jeez. Come on. Um, come on. So anyways, guys, um, about COVID. 
Yeah. So keep, <laughs> keep your ear to the ground. We'll let you know as soon as we can about all that kind of stuff. But for right now, just keep on trucking um, through. We've, so let's see, we've got, that means we've got three Capaldi stories left, guys. Four episodes, but three stories left with mm. Peter Capaldi. I feel like we just met him. I feel like I mean, he was just talking about his eyebrows like just a, the other day. He's just he probably was. He probably, <laughs> he probably he probably was. So <laughs> we got his noobs in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm um, Trip. Your production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks as always to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. And shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsandthehoovian.com where you find links to our social media, our email address, our Patreon links, our big old fat subscribe button where you can subscribe to us in all the places. And wherever you subscribe to us, whatever place it is, if they allow you to, make sure that you uh, like us, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, throw some stars at our face, and share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin, and I'm the Hoobie, and your son's Corbin and Tripp. And we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, guys, but always be amazing. Goodbye. There's like these great bloopers about some sushi. Oh, yeah. Like the sushi. Totally the best. Be whip. The sushi. The sushi bit was was maybe the best 90 seconds of podcasting we've ever done. And Corbin deleted it. So now the listeners will never get to hear about the sushi. We, we have to redo the whole sushi bit. No, it's it's the, the one of those things that now. only works in the moment. So... The, the sushi is over, guys. There's I'm this sorry. magical technology called Control Z. Yeah, but I hate to tell you, you've already recorded, recorded something new. over it, so. No, no, I opened a new thing. It's there, believe me. Oh. It still exists. Dad wanted me to Corbin have deleted it for some reason. You. For the bit. How, 